In early April, I had the opportunity to speak with one of the candidates running for the Democratic City Council at large in Fort Wayne, Michelle Chambers. There are five Republicans running, there are five Democrats running, and you'll have your choice of several people. She is just one of the many candidates, but I didn't know her that well, didn't know about her background like I do uh, many of the other candidates, so we spent some time talking. Here's my interview with Michelle Chambers. Who is Michelle Chambers? I am the daughter of a plumber and I'm a mother who was a nurse, but they were from South Haven, Michigan, where I was born. Oh, yeah. And at six months, my parents moved here to Fort Wayne, Indiana. My mom was following her parents. Okay. My grandfather, Edward Elkins, who was very active in the greater Fort Wayne community, he was a trailblazer and mm-hmm. did a lot of great things. So I lived in Fort Wayne up until 1976. Okay, great. Yeah. My father made the decision to move the family as a whole to California. California because Fort Wayne was a very different time. It was. Oh, definitely different. It was definitely different. He just was a visionary. He wasn't a formally educated man. He had an eighth grade graduation, but he was a journeyman plumber. And so he just wanted more for us. And it wasn't happening here. At that time, it was a very... Now that I'm an adult, a 51-year-old woman, we lived a very segregated life that I didn't even realize it was segregated right. at that because time. Because you were happy. You had mom, happy. dad, the family, yeah. cousins, everything was like grandma, grandpa. Close-knit, yeah, sure. grandma, grandparents were here, cousins, right. you know. But moving to California was probably one of the best things. My father, one of the decisions he made for us as a family yeah. because it really broadened my scope. Um, all my formal education is in California. Went to and lived in Inglewood. Graduated from Inglewood High School in 1986. Started college in 1986 in San Jose State, which is in South, I mean, Northern California. Yep. But I had to move back home. Um, my sophomore year, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. She's a survivor. Praise great, God, she great survived. Great story there, yeah. So I finished at Cal State LA. Early childhood development with a concentration for a multi-subject teaching credential. Okay. But life is tricky because while I was attending school full time, I was fortunate enough at that time I was working with physically, sexually and emotionally abused children in a shelter setting. And I heard some employees, men talking and a young man was like, hey, apply for this job. The city of L.A. is hiring. Now, he never told me personally. But you just happened to listen. I just happened to be listening. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And I went and applied for the job. <laughs> Perfect. And that's where my public service career started. started. Yeah. Initially, I thought that I would be a teacher. That mm-hmm. was my passion. But because I was able to touch people and work with people through the human services department mm-hmm. that I started in, it fulfilled that that desire to be of service to others. Right. So I worked for the city. Bigger than the classroom, too. <laughs> Much <Yeah>. bigger. <laughs> worked for the city of L.A. for about 15 years. Mm. And it was a wonderful career career started off as a entry level case manager and ended up um, finally when I left the city of LA for um, an advancement to another city I, I left at the level of the deputy director so I worked in human services yeah. um, economic development redevelopment housing I mean I just Great. had a, a scope Right. of public service opportunities. Oftentimes was that go-to person. Every couple of years, I got a chance to change my career and that, okay, the city, we're going to roll out these new projects. Michelle, we want you to head that up. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michelle. We're opening up uh, 20, 20 new community service centers. We want you to head that up. Okay, Michelle, we're starting this new lending program for young entrepreneurs. We want you to head, head that up. Okay, Michelle, we want to train nonprofits. We have a lot of young nonprofits that aren't able to get the dollars that we are sending out grant funds 
for. We want you to tr- start that unit and, and train those nonprofits. So I just had a very blessed career. And Clifford Graves, who ended up leaving the city of LA and went over to the city of Carson, he asked me to join him there. Oh, yeah. And that's where my um, shift came, where I began to work in redevelopment. Yeah. So I got that's a to big do, change. It's a big yeah, change. Yeah, it really is. But he initially brought me over. He was giving me a year to bring up their workforce development center. I did it in six months because I was very excited at the opportunity to learn all about redevelopment. Right. So, so that was just a, hard, oh, yeah. that was a beautiful opportunity. I was a redevelopment project manager, had the opportunity to develop affordable housing for seniors, first time home. It's home. so tough for those folks out there too. It is because affordability factor oh in California yeah. is insane. Yeah. So did affordable housing, did some commercial development. You know, my name is in the record for helping to clean up one of the worst land dumps, if you will, in California to make it viable land to make to it be a, actually used to yeah. be actually be used. Lived actually, on. the yeah. NFL was looking at it at one time to do the new arena that they're doing in Inglewood right now. Mm, yeah. But you know, it was such a fulfilling career. But uh, my time had ran its course. I had worked 20 years in public service and I was ready to come home. Yeah, I always knew that Fort Wayne was waiting. Was yeah. waiting for me. Right. I always to come in the summer. My mom is here. Mm-hmm. I was the only one left. I'm the youngest of five children. Okay. So I was the last one to come on home. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody so, was here. Right. So I always knew. I didn't decide to get into to politics because I just wanted to. It was really part of the bigger plan. Yeah, but you've already seen all both sides of it. You've seen the administrative end of it that you actually held. Plus, you had to work with all those elected representatives throughout city councils and on and on, especially at a level. Okay, Fort Wayne's a minor league town, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term. Okay, That is a major league play when you're in LA, even Carson. I'm sorry, but that's a big town. It is. There's a lot going on because it all runs together. If people don't know the geography of it, there's not really a, hey, that side of the street's this town, and this side of the street's Carson. They're all all off the 405. Oh, absolutely. So, But yeah, that's a big build, big build for you so, so now you bring it home so here. that was my goal to yeah. bring all those talents and skills Great. and abilities to come home to Fort Wayne and apply that and yeah. I knew the best way for me to do that was for running for local office mm-hmm. so I, I moved home in 2012 and made my first run in 2014 right. a lot of people it. didn't know the name but it was yeah. okay I mean you know yeah. as you know or may remember I'm, I, I came really you close you did very well I thought you did I, very well yeah. for the unknown <laughs> and I was told so many times who are you Right. Well, because everyone wants a history. And it's so funny. People were like, oh, you did great. I wasn't running for sport. It was not even in my my guise to think that I wouldn't win because I knew, I know and I knew that I was built to be on city council here in Fort Wayne. And I worked really hard and the results were there. 18,400 people voted for me. But the lesson from not winning is continue to do the work. And boy, Mm -hmm. have I continued to do the work. Yeah. And I think that's the key to it, too. You're listening to My Labor Radio. Thanks for staying with us. We're going to go back to the interview with Michelle Chambers as she continues to talk about her history and background in public service. You keep Win running. or lose, you keep winning. You, you keep, keep, keep running. I have been yeah, running. Gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. You You've know. never stopped. Never right. stopped serving on various boards, doing my civic duty here, doing right. my community duty, being impactful, sharing all of my talents with mm-hmm. people, being a, a business owner. The next day, the, the, um, I got caucused in to finish out. It was a 45-day term for the city clerk. Clerk, yeah. Finished that out. I that remember, was yeah. that. I think everything happens in the in the time and the order that it's supposed to. Yeah, whether you want it or not. Um, it, was not but, um, it was but not. But you presented yourself to be available. 
I guess exactly. that's the key to it too. I was available, mm-hmm. had that public service experience. Sure. So I had no learning curve, had to no. get in there. I was blessed you didn't, to have one you person. You couldn't have one. You had to go in there and hammer. You got to go literally, now. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> so that was a great learning thing. I, I stayed on maybe eight, nine months afterwards. I had no intention of ever staying permanently. Yeah. Served as purpose. A new um, clerk came in, transitioned her and worked on her team for about eight months. And then right. I left. And I never closed the doors of my business. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't so work my business. So you double thing. You know, yeah. I really couldn't but I never took my website down or anything yeah. like that because I worked too hard and I knew that I would go back to it so here now in Fort Wayne um, my business is signing closers it's a professional real estate loan close bu- okay. closing business and basically my niche is that I'm mobile yeah, I right. serve up to 12 counties I can drive up to 50 miles out which is wow. insane but I had no I, idea I, like no, I thought that driver. was all just a local yeah exactly yeah no I uh, matter of fact I was in Columbia City today <laughs> well you need an autonomous vehicle because all that drive time that windshield time you should be getting some work done I, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I, I wish. My gosh. So that's my niche in signing closures. It's been, I did it part-time in California and I came here and um, started it full-time. Right. What's the market like in that specific area? Well, LA right versus now, here? Well, LA, I w- it was very, it was thriving. Okay. It was really thriving. When I first got here in 2012, the market was thriving and then we had a lull. That year I was running, 2014, I opened up another business downtown. At one time I had two businesses downtown Fort Wayne. So the market right now for signing closers, it's not at a low. It's at a good place, but it's not at the height of the market. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I work with various banks and title companies and um, I go into people's homes. Right, bring it to them, yeah. I was at an assisted living home. I work with a lot of assisted living homes People's, around here. Yeah. So I am contracted by national title companies okay. who are looking for individuals to close their deals here in the yes, Fort Wayne area. Right. Exactly. And again, I, I can go up to 50 miles out. So my branding, I worked really hard to make sure when you type in notary, mobile notary, my company pops up first. Yes. I have great reviews and right. things of that nature. Taught all my stuff myself all that stuff but yes i had to build that though i had to because again you know fort wayne's a very close-knit yeah very very much so who are you yeah that was the question even even in that industry yeah i can believe it it's a who are you but i have a good reputation and folks call me all the time and i love what i do and just again being in people's homes talking to people, talking yep. about how they feel about Fort Wayne and listening sure. to their opinions. You know, it just keeps my pulse on the ground of what's going on. It really on. broadens the view you have because we are um, segmented, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Top in this, this is my world. I'm in this world. I drive here. I go there. Exactly. But this brings you that much more so you can hear that perspective you wouldn't have known from that lady here and this fella there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a very, yeah. it's a very big deal. I mean, I'm, I go deep yeah oh sure I got yeah rule and but I'm that gets you things you never thought you'd oh, know i'm sure i've had some <laughs> wonderful experiences That's i did great. a wonderful op-ed last year in the fall about the confederate flag yeah. and having to as a woman of color to walk into homes that carry the to fly the flag display it on their wall it. yeah but it was it was it's a great op-ed it was um it was it gave good perspective mm-hmm. of how I felt as a woman of color and how that white man felt about the flag that he was flying. And at the end of that closing, we just found that we had a lot of th- lot more in common, right. than what we thought we probably did. Right, have. because we're all judgmental and folks exactly. are. You know, we could say, "Oh, I'm not." Same with jealousy. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. You're jealous. Yeah, I mean, we're all human <laughs> beings. Right? That's right. It's normal. Right. We so, can walk through it though. You know, you find what your niche is. You you, you go find into that. It. Yeah. And I'm at that. Although I know that politics is in my horizon for the next ten to twenty years. Sure. I still see myself transitioning into something else. I don't know if it's the 50s. You know, it's like every decade you go through this... 
You know? We live our lives in a series of decades, really? seriously, because yeah. in my 20s, I was hot for this. In my 30s, I loved that. And so here you are in your 50s, and you're exactly right. You're, okay, I'm back again. Mm-hmm. I can do public service, and I want to do public service. Exactly. And you're excited about it. That's what I think what the key is, too. Mm-hmm. Of the candidates I've talked to, I haven't talked to one who isn't excited. Right. And I've talked to some Republicans. I haven't interviewed them because they don't care for what I say on my show, which I appreciate that. Right. But when I've had discussion with them, because I have, I know who they are, they're excited about running. Mm-hmm. So they're are five Democrats, five Republicans in this primary, and it's a vote for three. Pick, if you pick, an, you have to choose your your Top party. Mm-hmm. So it's a pick three. So that's a tough one to do. Here you are, city council at large. You're out campaigning. You're knocking on a lot of doors, taking your every free moment, and trying to do what's the next campaign type of thing. Mm-hmm. How are things coming for you? How are you feeling about it right now? I am feeling good mm-hmm. because I've been running since the day that I lost. Yes. <laughs> Right. So it never stopped. Really. It never yeah. stopped. It yeah. never stopped. I'm very confident in my capacity. I understand that technically there's 10 people running for one seat. One seat. Yeah. If you just narrow it down. Right. Exactly. And what I believe to be true and what I know in my heart of hearts is that I can't be outworked. Mm-hmm. I personally feel I haven't been outworked right. with the door knocking and I'm within my first year. I have a goal within the city, the police department, as well as the fire department. They've done a great job subsidizing their budgets through various grants. Yeah. But what I would like for us to do is to create a grant writing unit specifically we for have a, public safety. For public safety. And, you That's know, a great idea, actually, because there's money there. Oh, there's out money there, there, not here. Yeah. yeah. There's money there. And whether we work collectively with the county as well as with mm-hmm. the city. Yeah. But if we had a grant writing team, and I'm speaking on experiences, because we did this in the city of LA, we were huge. Yeah. And the reality was we needed a grant writing unit. Because you were tapped out of money. You're just, you're the just population out. versus the income is not working I mean, Deb, out. I think yeah. it's Deb Monroe. I hope I'm not saying her last name wrong. But she's been in that role in that capacity for years, and she's gotten lots of money but one of my goal is to create a grant writing unit i would love to see how we could figure that out to make that happen because there's so many different um, levels of federal dollars that you can go for you but you'd be surprised health and human services there's public service dollars there can you get dollars from hud absolutely but you have to understand the system i still have working relationships with folks in washington dc so that's one of the things that's part of my comprehensive economic development plan so when i talk about economic development for my platform it's a wraparound service concept sure and that one of the things that i want to do is that i want to commission i would like for the city council to commission a study i would like for us to raise our minimum wage and I'm, I hate when I can't remember my studies that I've read, but the reality of it is it's been um, researched that you need to make at least $12 an hour here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, yes, in Indiana, do. to afford a two-bedroom apartment. Right. Indiana Institute of Working Families has a great piece out there, as well as the Alice, Alice Report from go. the United Way, yes. which I am setting up to interview the person who's leading that whole thing in this area here. Yes. To, that's going to be a story. That's a couple shows worth of yes, story that's there. Be that's a big deal. But that is exactly right. You're in the 12 to 12, 50 to 13 to really live in an apartment. apartment. That's an apartment. That's that doesn't an apartment. get, and that's one transportation vehicle yes. between the two people or three people or your family of five or whatever's yes. in that two bedroom apartment. That's difficult. And you're yes. really just one disaster away from folding one. the tent. So, 
my goal is to commission that study. I know that at the state level for the last two years, they've been trying to get the, the minimum wage raised. Yeah. But I want to start that local effort mm-hmm. where minimally. Um, Second largest city in Indiana. Can't we lead? There you go. See, you're taking the <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want us to leave. <laughs> yes. So my goal would be that we commission a study, whether it's tax abatement, if you're going to have a city contract, mm-hmm. that two things out of that. You have to meet these you, requirements. You have to you have to meet these requirements. Mm-hmm. You have to be paying a living wage yep. and you have to guarantee that you are hiring at least 10% of the employees right here in Allen County. Beautiful. And if you say that you can't, you have to be able to prove it. We're just not going to take a report. Oh, sure. Created this whole local hire initiative in the city of Carson, yeah. which... Um, held the contractor accountable. Yeah. So that's they want the bid. They make the bid. Come on, show us. Show, show us, us you're going to do us this. that yeah. you're going to do it. Right. Working on increasing the minimum wage here. Yep. You know, work with the state, of course, that pipeline. But what can we do as a city? You know, Target just recently they're raising their yes. starting wage at twelve dollars. Yeah. So how do we make that culture? Yeah. transcend to all the businesses here in Fort Wayne. And I know I'm a small business owner. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. It's not, it would be the scale. It would be based on the number of employees that you have. Yes. I mean, what I'm talking about, it's not new. It's yeah. out there. The blueprint is sure out is. there, but we need it here in Fort Wayne. Yeah. The second thing is creating that grant writing unit for our public safety. Because as we grow as a city, our police force needs to grow. Yeah. You know, fire needs to grow. Technological advancements oh my gosh, yes. that are out there yep. that we can enhance our public safety with. And because we have the property tax cap, we know that it's, yeah. we know you what that's limits. going to, yeah. there's limitations. Yep. But if we are have a concentrated unit to go and get that money, Big that, that yeah. again, wrap around economic development. And of course, we want to continue the mo- momentum with the entertainment park and the hotels. Sure. But if we don't make enough money to take advantage of that, Who's coming we to it? locally, yeah. then we'll just have folks coming in and leaving. It still doesn't benefit the yeah. overall city. Yeah. So we want to make sure I'm not this tax crazy person, but if we build a new arena, if we have a riverfront, you know, is there a dollar tax on a, te- a ticket or something like mm-hmm. that that's dedicated to public safety or dedicated to our infrastructure? Right. The reality of it is everyone in the nation they're, re- they're rebuilding their infrastructure. Everybody. One, is. because Arbor it's mandated. Is. Yeah. And two, you need to. You yeah. have to. There's yeah. no it's way. It's crumbling around us. Right. right. Yeah. So, and I really want to build upon, um, you know, creating a, a skilled workforce working mm-hmm. with the the unions, right, they're yeah. doing great things at the Urban League. They're always open to training opportunities. My thing is this. My father was a journeyman plumber. Three boys, one boy mm-hmm. took up the trade, has a multi-million dollar company in Atlanta now great. for my father who had an eighth grade graduation. That's fantastic. I mean, eighth grade education. But he understood it. But he, he was looking at all his children and said, oh, you're going to be the one. Okay, every follow boy, me. Every family every, does every that. Every boy went, went to there work, work but them? it stuck with the junior. Right. I believe in skilled labor. I'm yeah. very, very nervous about our infrastructure and not having people here yeah. locally who can build our cities. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, there's you, our, our building trades folks, the operating engineers, the, the like, are, are there waiting to do the job. But unfortunately, because we have prevailing wage law has been tossed out, the right to work law, we could go on and talk about that forever. I'm Unfortunately, I'm an advocate for both of those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm a union advocate. I want people to have a job. I want a good living wage like you've talked about, but I want to see more union representation because at the end of the day, there has to be someone who sits down at a table and says to the employer, we're going to work through this and this is what we're going to do. Here's our our language. And then it's up to them to work through that language over the life of the agreement. Absolutely. At the benefits 
everybody in the community. Unions are present in a neighborhood or town. Everybody rises everybody around rises. it. Everybody rises. Your, your wages are going to be better because those t- 20 jobs over there are union represented. I'm going to make better money just based on those guys being across the street. So it's a big deal you know, to do that. I definitely want to work to get the, the, the union reinstated for the city of Fort Wayne. That's a big plus. I, I have Absolutely. I That was a fight. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just can't believe we lost that. It's a whole statewide thing. The Republican Party's done this, and they came in because they want to decimate unions Mm -hmm. throughout all these communities because it's a voting block, and they have no other way to do it but to take out that voting block that the Democrats rely on. I'm sorry, but that's the politics of it. it. It's the real deal. It's really that way. I like your perspective on that. Thank you. I'm a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely want to work to reinstate it. Hey, I'm on the pulse of the people. And that's what they're telling you. They're telling you that, aren't they? I talk to people. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I've had one too many conversations where people don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Have the protection of their bargaining unit. I understand. Thank you. It's shifted the culture. Yeah. It shifted the culture right. for some people in some units. Yeah. You know, I've had one too many conversations with people the last four years that it's it's not, put it this way. If you have public servants who are not happy, you're probably not getting a hundred. Yeah. What kind of job are you getting out of them? What, what are you? What's their effort If they're level? not feeling appreciated, yeah. valued, you know, what's the effort? Yeah. But like I said, I've always, I've worked for the city of LA, city of Carson bargaining unit. Lots always of represent there, yeah. it. Yeah. Always represent yeah. it. Whether it's and the bus drivers on out. Yeah. You know, and we should be represented. We need a council. I've said this on record already. That looks like the community. That looks like the community. And what does that look like to me? It's a, it's a council that has seniors, millennials, African-Americans, sure. you know, white, um, female. You need You just need a different perspective. Special thank you to candidate Michelle Chambers for giving us the time to talk and, and touching on some important things like raising the minimum wage locally, as well as union representation for city workers in the city of Fort Wayne. Thanks for joining us, folks.